Welcome back to the Big Aff Podcast. This is Benji K. And this week on the Memphis AAF Podcast, I have Candace Gray. Candace Gray is one of our board members, but she's so much more. An entrepreneur, a musician, a spirit, a badass, a mom, a wife. Just her energy will take you out of this world. And this conversation was filled with it. We laughed a lot. We got I got preached at a lot. I felt the energy. She took me to church. And I hope she does the same for you. So without further ado, my friend, Candace Gray. All right, I have Candice Gray with me. Uh, this is probably the most excited I've been for one of these podcasts yet. Oh, Benji, I'm so excited. Yes, number, number one, I don't know you well, but number two, you have an energy that fills any room you're in. Oh, that's very kind of you. Yes. And I, I'm really happy that we're getting to know each other. I think this is a great way for people to get to know the board, so... Yeah. kudos to you for for pulling all this together oh my goodness it's it's fun i mean i can talk to a blank wall so it's just good <laughs> to have somebody else here to chat with so um okay yeah we're talking you're on the memphis aaf board um so we're calling this the big aff podcast so aff American <laughs> i love AAF. it yep, i love yep, it yep. um how did you get involved with memphis aaf So I have been, this is my second year on the board of um, AAF Memphis, and I had been involved a couple years ago when I was at Archer Malmo, and then because things, you know, took me on, you know, my path took some twists and turns and winds. Um, I can't can't wait to hear about it. (laughs) Me, I can't wait to share. Uh, But one thing that remained constant was my friendship with our president, Karen McKenzie. Um, And she approached me a couple years ago and she said, you know what, Candace, I think you would be great for our board. I think you would bring a different perspective that we've been needing. And we're really wanting to diversify in terms of not only, um, you know, race and ethnicities, but in terms of thought. And, you know, as a small business owner, I bring a perspective that's a little different than everyone who might be, or those who are in the agency life, you know, the 100 to 200 folks or the 10 folks, you know, I have a a smaller boutique agency. Um, so I, I was really excited to get involved. And the first year, I think we did some really good work and i um, super excited about, about this year. Okay. So there's a lot to unpack there. Number one, I got in the Archer Mamo shout out. It happens every time. <laughs> as people who listen to this, they know that's where go, I work. Go AM. Shout, shout uh-huh. out to AM. What's up? Um, so we can make fun of them later off, off off air because this is being recorded Um, (laughs) number two you talk about being a small boutique yeah tell me about cg comms right yes so cg comms group uh was birthed in really kind of the end of 2019 early 2020 right before the pandemic (laughs) wait 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 you're telling me you decided to pull the plug and go on your own right when the world world ended Absolutely. And it was literally probably the best decision I ever made. 
that makes no sense. That makes I know, zero sense I in know, the world. Tell me, tell me why it's yeah. the best decision. So let me you. let me tell you what happened. So this was um, I had actually just had um, our son uh, June of 2019 and had gone back to work. I was working in education at that time, um, nonprofit education, and as happens. In the nonprofit world, budget cuts, you know, they're real. And my whole department was eliminated. And I found out like a couple of weeks after I got back from maternity leave, I was like, welcome back and you're fired. Brutal. <laughs> Not fired, but you know, let go, eliminated, whatever you the, want to call it. The nice way of saying we're cutting. The nice down. way. Right. Exactly. So um, I was like, all right, well, the funny thing is, you know, they say, be careful what you ask for, right? Because you just might get it. So I had wanted more time at home with the baby <laughs> and I got it. <laughs> you had all the time in the world, all the time in the world. So I really, you know, took some time over, over the holidays of 2019 to just, you know, spend with family, kind of figure out what, what the next move was. And in the meantime, um, there, there were folks who were speaking my name in rooms and I didn't know it. And then they reached out and said, Hey, you know, uh, this person needs some PR work over here. And this person needs some internal communications work over here. And all of a sudden I said, well, I need a name and I need a logo. And I just, I have, uh, let's do it. Let's go. Let's (laughs) Let's go. go. So that is literally how my company started um, end of 2019, early 2020. Then the pandemic hit. Um, I was also helping out a church. And I mean, really and truly, I am so grateful because nothing changed. Every bill was still paid on time. Like literally nothing changed. So I, I am so grateful and, you know, really humbled that, you know, during a pandemic, when people were losing jobs and, and losing homes and, and all that, I, I am truly grateful to God that he sustained me and my family and gave me the wherewithal to say, you know what, I might not be able to find the specific job that I require for me at this point in my career, 20 plus years in, but I have the wherewithal and the resources to do my own thing. So let's do it. Um, so that's kind of how it was born and we celebrated, you know, um, one year at the beginning of 2021 and business is booming. I've got some contractors that work under me. So that's what CG comms group is all about. Uh, CG is obviously my name and then (laughs) comms group. Um, and you know, I pull in folks as needed. And so there's not a lot of overhead and, you know, we get right in and do whatever clients need, and then we keep it, keep it moving. Get out of here. That's a wild story. Okay. I've had a million questions. So <laughs> hopefully I don't just like ask them all at once. But number one, um, you said 20 years in experience. I'm going on year two. So awesome. I'm brand new to this world. This is a lot of the reasons that I'm like grateful enough to be doing this podcast because I'm sure. talking to people who have all this background. Mm-hmm. But did you feel like with that experience gave you a little bit more of a safety net to cut ties and start your own thing? Um, and what was your background in agency world? Because it sounds like you did a little bit of everything with what you do now, 
but yeah. were you I, I know that in the agency world that I've been part of, sometimes people get pigeonholed a little bit um, yeah. and don't get to spread their wings quite as much. So Absolutely. was that was that something that happened to you? And now you get to spread your wings more or was it somewhere where you're like, no, I did a little bit of everything in agency life? Yeah. So I would I would definitely say to your first question, I think having some experience and knowing where my strengths lie that is what gave me confidence to be able to, you know, serve clients in this capacity now. And I was, you know, throughout my career, I've been very strategic about the type of experience that I wanted to have. So I started um, the early days uh, straight out of college um, at an agency in Cambridge, Mass, right outside of Boston, um, oh, under the oh, Ogilvy. Just- Brand. the oldest oldest parts of our country i know I think, right like i'm sucker <laughs> i'm a sucker for that part let of me the tell country. you like, and, and as, Boston, as messy as it was it's yeah. so gorgeous yeah it is a beautiful beautiful city truly historic um met some of my best friends from there at boston college bc what up eagles what up? uh <laughs> so yeah started at an ogilvy pr agency uh, right out of college called Feinstein Keen Healthcare. So I started in healthcare PR. And uh, when I came to Memphis and joined Arch Malmo, I kind of continued. Um, I actually, actually, I had two job interviews. One was for a PR job. And then one was for account services, uh, working on one of the big clients um, at that time. So I chose, since I'd kind of done PR for a little bit, I chose to go the account services route, um, which I really feel like gives you um, some keen eyesight into all the different areas of agency life, right? Because you're working with the creatives, you're working with um, the client, you're you're honing your skills as kind of the, the mediator or go-between liaison. So that's a really great skill to have. So I was like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm down for that. So went that route. And then after being there for several years, I decided I really wanted to get some client side experience. So then I went to FedEx. Um, I said, if, you know, if there's anywhere that you should work in Memphis, it's kind of a rite of passage to work at FedEx, right? If you're from Memphis. <laughs> that or AutoZone, uh, right? Like That or AutoZone, right. St. Jude, you know. Yeah, true. So, <laughs> So uh, worked at uh, FedEx and I was doing some ghostwriting for some SVPs and also doing some brand work and some culture work. I uh, actually got to work on Fred Smith executive communications, which was really cool. And then this crazy opportunity came up. Nonprofit has been near and dear to my heart. I really wanted to get into it straight out of college, but it didn't pay anything. And I was like, I, I, my heart is there but I got to make a little money, right? BC was not cheap. So I've got student <laughs> loans coming after me. You know, I need to be able to make some money. So I was finally in a place in my career where I was able to go into nonprofit and still make a living and do some heart work. And it was amazing. It Freedom Prep is in the neighborhood where I grew up, which is kind of in Southwest Memphis in the neighborhood called Westwood. And my family, literally the first house I went into after I was born was on third street, like right around the corner from the school. So it was an amazing opportunity. And I literally was able to pull all of the skills together 
that I'd ever done. And I was their marketing and communications um, director. So I did internal communications, external communications, marketing strategies, community outreach, um, parent engagement. I mean, it was literally my dream job. And so it was, it was, you know, it was kind of like a dagger in my heart when, when I got, you know, eliminated. Um, but at that point I was like, well, here I am. I've had agency experience. I've had client side. I've had nonprofit education. I've taken advantage of going to all sorts of conferences. You know, um, I've had people pay for my memberships to AdFed, to American Marketing Association, to, you know, the nonprofit marketing conference. Like, I'm like, I'm getting everything I can wherever I am. And at that point, I was like, all right, I'm ready. I, I've literally done everything I needed to do to prepare me for this moment. And, and it, at this juncture, I should mention, I lost my mom a couple years ago. And she had cancer, um, acute myeloid leukemia, very rare in adults. She was only 53, 54 at the time. And then she, when she died, she was 55. Um, she always encouraged me. She's like, you know, always have, do, do more than one thing. So, so the other side of all of this, Benji, and this is probably going to blow your mind a little bit. All while I'm doing all that work, I'm also a singer. Like I have an album out. I've sang in these crazy bands. Uh, I, halfway through my time at Archer Malmo, I went on tour with this band called Free Soul. So it it was it was it was crazy. But that when my mom mentioned that to me when I was growing up, because you know I had these you know educational aspirations, but I also had these musical aspirations. And she's like, whatever you do, just do more than one thing you know, uh, you, you got to focus on one thing, but you can always have something on the side, right? So I also took it as an opportunity to be able to sing and, you know, do my own thing. And I'm actually singing with this great new band now called Third Coast. Uh, Gary Goen is the band leader and some folks may know him from the Grizzlies house band. And I was G3. about to say, yeah. I was about to say, I've seen him yeah. rock at the Grizz game. Yeah, exactly. So we just had our first gig this past Friday night at Rail Garden, which was tons of fun. Yeah. So, um, you know, her, she was a very, very wise woman. Um, she never went to college, but she, she was an avid reader. She, she just, she was just freaking smart, like out of nowhere for no, for no apparent reason other than she was just very well read. And, um, you know, I always followed her advice and it's interesting now, you know, being an entrepreneur and being on my own and being able to kind of juggle all these things, it's hard not being able to share that with her because I think she'd be really proud. And here's when the tears flow. No, getting there. No, I bet. I, I mean, honestly, yeah. honestly, that is such a powerful story because you, you, it's, I think about it a lot. Like I still have both of my parents, but, um, um, I still get emotional whenever I talk about my dad because he's once told me very similarly, he goes, he, I've done all kinds of crazy stuff in my life. Sure. Like <laughs> if anybody, if this was a visual medium, people would yeah. look at me and they'd be like, yeah, he's done some crazy <laughs> in his life type thing. Right. But I will say that my dad once told me, he said, don't live with regret mm. because yeah. he's also yeah. said, because he did. Yeah. And I was always, I always 
think about that and I get choked up a little bit because yeah. I mean, my dad's still here and he still yeah. thinks of that. So it's yeah. like those powerful words that your parents, like they Absolutely. stick with you yeah. and they, make, yeah. they mold you. And I think, I mean, you. yeah. Yeah. And I, I love what I love about your story is your mother is like woven through each one of those. Absolutely. Aspects. Absolutely. Cause as you can imagine before I made any big move, mom, what do you think? Like, mom. should I do this? Should I do that? And it's funny, Benji, I actually made a post just this past Friday and I was like, it's so hard. I never knew how hard it was going to be to be a mom and a wife without my mom. You know, as a, as a woman, you grow up and you never think that you're going to raise kids without your mom, right? Um, so I'm literally, I'm digging deep, you know, for all the strength and the wisdom and the knowledge and the love that she's poured inside of me, you know, and I'm just holding on to that every day you know, trying to make her proud, make my family proud, you know, make my clients happy, um, do good work, you know, be creative and, and do, do our industry justice. You know, I think there's a lot of folks out there who, you know, they kind of just get by, you know, just doing the status quo. But I really, I am passionate about the fact that you can use communications to solve real business problems you know, and I'm, I'm so passionate about that. And I know people are like, oh my God, you're such a nerd. And I'm like, ah, I don't know, maybe. Um, but I, I think it's, it's, it's cool to be able to say, you know, well, this particular communication or this press release or this story that was generated from something that I sent to a reporter, it, you know, garnered X amount of, of likes or loves or, oh, this nonprofit is now able to raise the money they need for their next project because I was able to do this type of work. So it's um, very meaningful work. And I, I think that was a really long answer to your question about safety net and experience. And here we are. <laughs> no, it's perfect. It's perfect because there's, there's, there's so many translations to number one, how I, I feel about our, our industry. Um, like, so a little bit about my backstory and people mm -hmm listen to this podcast probably has heard this before because <laughs> I tell the story often but like I came into it without any idea that I knew what I was doing right yeah. like I yeah. stumbled into it the whole reason I'm having this podcast is again yeah. I was looking for a place to be more creative yeah. in everyday situations but us as advertisers we do influence culture absolutely in everything we do so when you're telling the stories about the nonprofits or the people you're interviewing or your mom you're infusing your mother into your clients right yeah. like that oh, yeah. same story and your son and everything those yeah. are super powerful stories that like when we are in bigger agencies and we're just like oh we have to make another banner ad for right blah 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 and <laughs> right and we miss that human connection where good yeah. work happens Absolutely. right and yeah. so when you when you talked about earlier is like, hey, you bring a different perspective. It, that is the perspective that we all need. We are Absolutely. on this human business of yes. inspiring and yes. making the world better through yeah. our our field. And we Absolutely. we do. We are as advertisers, the realm of influencing culture. Absolutely. Which is um, which is daunting, but also really exciting. That's it like is. the drug that I love about what we do. It is. And it's, it's so interesting, you know, when you go to, um, if you, you know, travel to say like in my, as we're talking for whatever reason, 
New York City Times Square is just popping up in my brain. And mm. I'm thinking about like all the images that just, you know, permeate your your eyesight and you're like it's just it's so alive it's so happening you know and I feel like that is the type of thing that we you know especially in Memphis you know people people are I feel like are really now again starting to regard us as artists and as creatives Mm -hmm. and you know from music to sculpture to everything people are taking notice again that, okay, Memphis has got like a happening art scene going on. But do you think that's, because I have this argument all the time, right? Because mm-hmm. we we don't sugarcoat things, right? And we never have no. and we never no. will, right? No, so, like, so other cities that are growing and are fast or whatever, and we can name them all and everybody mm-hmm. can have their opinions on it. But we as Memphians are real to the core. So people either yes. hate us Right. Or they love us, they love us. Right. Or, or they don't understand us. Like those are the three options. Exactly. There's nothing in between. There's nobody who's like, well, I mean, Memphis is fine. Like people yeah. are like that place. There's nothing going on. Right. Or right. it's dangerous. Or right. Yeah. They mentioned a, a particular TV show that I wish we had never done. It will remain yep. nameless, but I wish we had never done it. You know, but, but <laughs> no matter how are, many other TV shows we've done after. Exactly. You know? We are real to the core to of the what core. we are. And yeah. I think that's what people are looking for for their advertising because listen, like you said, at Times Square, we walk two inches and we get a million ads. Boom, we, get, boom. we walk on our phone and we say, I need new shoes and right. those shoes, and shoes are being bad. <laughs> so like, and we're like, and we see through that, right? So like the whole, oh, yeah. the, the whole point is like, how do we do better work? This is it, right? Like yeah. this is the connection point to being like, no, we are who we are. Yeah, who we we're are. We're going to mess up. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to, we're going to make mistakes. We're learning. Yeah. Um, and so like, I think that's the exciting thing about what we do, but I also think it's like really important part yeah. of what we do that we're missing a lot whenever we're in the grind of every day and yeah um, especially some people who are in like maybe a more corporate setting yeah we miss those points but yeah. I love the drug that you are in as a young entrepreneur like learning and just grinding yeah. you oh, have yeah. to you fight for every inch every inch and it's so interesting that you should say that Benji like I was telling a friend earlier today, he was asking, you know, how's business going? And I was like, man, it's crazy. It's so great, but I'm like so overwhelmed right now. Like I need to do invoicing right now. I need to do this, you know, cause you're literally the one-stop shop, right? You're your admin, you're your copywriter. You know, you may open Canva and make a couple ads every now and then, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Not like, you know, kudos to the real designers out there. But, you know, you throw a flyer together, right? Or there's no, there's no, I'm not a copywriter. I'm an account service. Right. Like, you're just like, no. Yep. If you ain't going to do it, it, nobody will. <laughs> exactly. I've used that, I, as account services, I've used that thing. I'm not a copywriter. I'm not a copywriter. Pay somebody for that. Let's go do right. that. Exactly. Exactly. So I think it's, but, but like you said, being able to connect directly to your audience and to see the direct you know, um, fruits of your labor, if you will, it's, it is very rewarding and I'm, I'm really enjoying it. I love that. Really love enjoying that it so much. And I love the human aspect, but like you did this in the middle of like a millennium world changing event. 
I literally cannot even believe it. I yeah. cannot believe it. So m- both my husband and I are entrepreneurs. Okay. Which is are crazy. Yeah. Cra- we're crazy, right? Somebody, and we somebody go get them there. Right, right. <laughs> Check the their heads, right? I'm out. I'm out. I don't yeah. get it. So, you know, he's and the crazy thing was because we were on entre- our entrepreneurs, we were able to split the day with our baby, right? Because you can't send the baby. The baby had never been to daycare for its whole first year of life. Like, so we're splitting the day. I'm working in the morning and he's got the baby. Then the afternoon, I've got the baby and he's going out to do his work. And we did that for months on end until we were almost crazy. And then finally we were able to like gradually, you know, start with a home daycare two days a week, you know, then a mother's day out program, you know, but we made it work. And I I feel like we're like that Memphis couple, you know, that grinds it out and goes and gets it. You know, I was about to say like the word that comes to my mind and we, I say it all the time, but I, Mm -hmm. I don't really think I live it nearly as much as you is hustle. Hustle. Oh yeah. I hear sure. the word, I, I see the word hustle as you're talking, hustle, yes. hustle, 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 yes. because moving. you got to get things done, even, even not moving, but just doing, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Hustle, like, I think people always say, I'm busy, or there's so much going on. Right. <laughs> but it's that constant movement that creates momentum, which creates movements, which creates change, right? Absolutely. And so- that's what I see with you guys. Instead of just being busy for busy sakes, because we've yeah. all been there. Yeah. It's this grind. Yeah. We're building forward. something. Yeah, absolutely. So do you, um, so like changing gears a little bit, but in the same accord, right? So over the last year as being a person of color and a woman and an entrepreneur and starting a new job, in the middle of a pandemic, which is, Ooh. I think you just hit bingo on the hardest shit you could possibly do. Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You, ding, ding, ding. You win yeah. on yeah. the hardest Literally. thing you could possibly do. <laughs> Literally. So uh, it, it's, I have, you know, I've started coaching and counseling like for myself because I'm like, I'm going to lose it. Right. Yeah. There's, there's literally so much going on that my brain sometimes feels like it can't shut off. You know, it's 12 o'clock at night and I'm still running through the mental checklist in my mind. Right. And I'm like, okay, this has to stop. Like what, what can I do? So it's interesting. You know, I've got, you can't see me right now, but I've got, you know, wet hair because I finally told my husband, Hey babe, I need two days where I don't pick up the baby where you do so that I can go work out two day, just give me two days, you know, get a workout in, yeah. get, a, get a workout in Tuesdays and Thursdays. Those are my days where I can just get mama stuff done. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Which also means, you know, making deposits or going to pick up, you know, client gifts or, you know, getting diapers and wipes, like whatever it is, <laughs> that's, that's my time to not only do that stuff, but just to to turn inward for a moment. Mm. And I felt myself like it it was so interesting. I actually, one of my clients is a uh, health and wellness coach. And I, I believe in divine intervention in, you know, it was kismet, all of that. I believe that God placed her in my life at that time so that I 
could focus on me a little bit. You know, here I am, new mom, like you said, new mom, new business, new wife still. Like we're only four years into our marriage. And then we had a bit, you know, we had to move quickly because mama is old. I told you I've been in my, you know, I've been in my career for 20 years. So you know what that means. So I literally, you know, I had a baby at 41. I mean, these are things that that just don't happen they're happening more now, you know, but traditionally, you know, you don't have a 41 year old woman who's having a baby, starting a company in a pandemic, doesn't have a mom, has a great support system, but Hey, Oh, we're still in a pandemic. So you can't really see your friends. I'm an extrovert. So being inside had Mm. was driving me crazy. You know, uh, as a performer, there were no gigs. So my poor husband, he's having to give me all of him and poor thing. He's an introvert. So he's like, Oh my God, I just need a moment to myself. (laughs) God bless him. God bless him. As a, as a fellow, as as a fellow introvert, I feel him. Right. Like I got the, I got the extrovert like, um, abilities, but like, yeah, I'm listen, my three cats, I've had enough. Right. You're like, please go, go to your corners. Right. Yeah. Go to your and room. Oh, wait, too. I have one. I have right, one right. room. <laughs> I feel you. Oh, right. Literally go to the corner. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, there was, there was a period where I said, you know, I've, I've really got to take some time for me. There were plenty of, you know, happy hours on my porch with some of my girls sitting six feet apart saying, you know, I just, I just need to talk to someone other than my husband, my dog and my baby who is talking gibberish. Cause he just turned two. So, um, never before had self-care been so important to me. And it is one of the things, um, I actually was quoted in a Shondaland article a couple months ago, just about taking care of yourself and loving yourself, no matter where you are. Uh, we're all kind of on this journey, right. To be the best people that we can be, to live, um, life to the fullest, to have, a great impact on our community and those around us. And with that comes this insane pressure, right? To just do and be and go. And when we don't take time to take care of ourselves, we cannot do those things. So it is, it is literally one of my missions with whomever I come into contact with to just make sure they're taking time to turn inward to go for a walk, to meditate, to read a book. You know, I've got Michelle Obama's Becoming on my nightstand. It has been for, I don't know, two years and I still haven't finished it, but I read a page or two a day, right? Just little baby steps, you know, that something. That book's awesome. Yeah, shout out I, to that book. I'm sure. That, and I won't buy, I will not do the audio. I want to read the book. You, you know, I want to turn the pay. I, I'm a, you know, I'm a, I'm still a note taker on my, on my, you know, notebook like that. I'm old <laughs> sometimes. I love um, it. I love it. Yeah. I really appreciate you saying that because as someone who has like battled, you know, their darkness in, in uh, mental health and mm-hmm. myself, I feel it right now. Right. Like, yeah. so I thought we were getting out of this pandemic. Like I thought Ooh. we were, I thought we were out. I thought we were moving forward. I thought we were just a little smarter in general yeah and so like I felt it at work though I felt that pressure 
yeah on work and I feel it from other people and like my work's not nearly as good right because I don't take the time but then if I took the time I feel guilty for taking the time right, right? that's the that's the thing the guilt oh well you know you don't but like we deserve that we deserve to be healthy and happy and whole so that we can perform so that we can give others of ourselves right mm. yeah I had a friend the other day and she just said she listened to me just go off and talk mm-hmm. and cry and be emotional yeah. and she just goes but you're still showing up every day That's and it. it changed my it reframed everything where it's like Absolutely. I yeah I showed up yeah. every day I'm not gonna I be perfect think, every day right right I think and, and I think we started talking about this very early on if you have an attitude of gratitude right? If you're grateful for every, and I know it sounds cliche, but literally every moment, like you woke up, oh, thank you. Like some people didn't. Life alone is, is, is worthy of just being grateful for having life, for having air in our lungs, for waking up, opening our eyes, for having eyesight. Like we could go all the way down, right? And I'm not trying to make this a very religious discussion because I know people have their own, you know, mm-hmm. beliefs. But for me, I'm grateful to God to be able to experience love, to wake up, to do what I love to do. I mean, I, I feel like I'm one of the most blessed people in the world. We might not have a million dollars in our bank account, but I tell my husband all the time, we're rich in love, babe. I love it. <laughs> I, love it. I, I think that's really, that's really impactful for right now because we like, and I think that is something that's a great attitude of looking at the world right now, because mm-hmm. I think it's so easy to look at uh, police brutality, to look at the hospitals being full, to look oh at um, the world on fire, literally, yeah, literally think, think of the floods in Tennessee, to think of the um, hurricanes, are hurricanes. Through, mm-hmm. right? all of all these things are happening over and over again. And yeah. sometimes you wake up and you go, mm, what, like, but you are waking up and that that's the powerful thing because even yeah. if you wanted to look at it a little bit more, more verbally like yeah. we do have the, like just waking up at right now we're yeah. pretty lucky with all we're the pretty kind of crazy things going on absolutely right? so we better make the most of it in our work in our life in everything so and i think i think that whole phrase you know um living every day like it's your last like literally that has never been more powerful than in the last year and a half right Mm -hmm. like taking every day and and you know finding the joy in something of that day and that's what I've had to learn you know while being I I even said like I felt like a prisoner in my house at some point you know but I was like at least I have a house like there's some people who don't even have a house you know or a home doesn't have living in this way right yeah yeah absolutely so ha- has this passion for living life and being grateful, how has it bled over into your work? You know, I feel like I am literally doing some of the best work of my life. Like, and I've done some, some really great work, worked with some really great clients and for some really amazing brands. Um, but right now, the work that I'm doing is, is so impactful and I believe in it. Like that's the biggest thing. Every client that I have, I believe in it to the point where if they're a nonprofit, I'm donating, you know, like, uh Oh, the potty watch is going off. 
Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Time to go potty, Aiden. Somebody, somebody, somebody's got to go potty somewhere. <laughs> right. Well, he doesn't have it on. He needs to have it on anyway. Um, <laughs> but I just, I, I, and I feel so excited that I'm able to, you know, connect so deeply with the work that I'm doing right now. Um, it is, it's one of those things where when you work for yourself, you're able to pick and choose what you want to work on. And, I was about, to, I was about to say, it's, it's more impactful when you, when you have the decisions to say, absolutely. I am, and I'm not doing this right. Like absolutely. when you get an assignment across your desk and yeah. you have to do it, you're kind of like, it can <sighs> beat you down or you right. can roll your eyes or the negativity set in. Yeah. Um, I think it's very interesting to look at it that way. It was like, no, I believe I empower. And as a leader, which yeah. you are, both business owner and leading yeah. to kind of infect that down to your contractors, to your coworkers, oh, yeah. to your family, to your board members on uh, AAF, all those right. things Yeah. to infuse there yeah. makes the entire like world Amazing. of advertising graze. Yeah. Right? It's like, it's like part of the ecosystem, right? Part mm -hmm. of the advertising ecosystem. Um, it's funny. I'm, I'm working on a web project for um, an outdoor client. I'll just say. And, you know, I was looking up ecosystems today and like, okay, well, which ones need to come over and which ones just, you know, need to go away. But it, it's one of those things where, you know, this fuels that and this fuels that. And, and each thing has a purpose and a plan and makes everything stronger. Um, so that's how I feel like um, my, my attitude and my work, and it's all just coming together well, you know, um, and I'm, I'm super super excited and super grateful for it. Um, I feel like too, you know, it, it's funny, like when you're where you're supposed to be, there is a, there is a joy you have that can't help but be infused into, to everything that you're doing. Right. Um, you know, even, even last Thursday when we had our AF happy hour, just being able to see everybody, like, the joy that I had from just seeing people, you know, my people, I, you know, went home and wrote a press release that night. Like it's the craziest thing, you know? I think, I think that's the most interesting thing about AAF, right? Like mm -hmm. you, like people might ask me, what is the benefits? What is like, what are, why is it worth it? Or what do y'all do? Or y'all just do yeah. lunches and like are negative, but it's, it's that you go and you recharge Absolutely. for, and you talk about literally anything, but work. everything. Yeah. And everything. Then, <laughs> and then you go back and you laugh at it and you realize yeah. it's just advertising. We're not like rocket scientists. Over right. here. We're passionate about it. Yeah. But like we're good. It's going to be okay. Yeah. And you go back and I think I made the trailer for this podcast, like way back when, after yeah. that conversation too, like I was like, yeah. oh my goodness. Like, let's do it. and then <laughs> I'm talking to other great. people and I'm like, and I'm like, well, they won't let me do this at work, but I can do it here. That's right. And so like, it's that energy that keeps going, keeps going. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we feed off of each other. So um, this is my only plug for AAF who sponsors <laughs> this podcast. Please yes. join if you want to. Uh, join us. We're, yes. we're doing some great work. <laughs> for sure. Okay. So let's, let's, uh, we're, we're, I'm taking way too much of your time and your son's <laughs> calling for you in the background <laughs> okay. and it's, it's the potty watch is going off. So there's all kinds of stuff going on, but, uh, I only have a few more questions and then we'll get you okay. out of here. And they're all based off of your music. Um, okay. because we got, we got to know, Ooh. we got to know. Okay. okay. Number, 
Number one, top five divas of all time. Ooh. Yeah. Mariah Carey's definitely in the top. Yep, for sure. For mostly you know, off, for mostly off. Of right, stage, exactly. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah, she got the voice yeah. and the divaness, but like off stage, she's kind of crazy. She's a little, she's a little cray cray, but I love me some Mariah, you know, oh, yeah, old Mariah, mm-hmm. like 90s Mariah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mariah for sure. I would say Celine Dion. Great. Um, RIP to the queen. Aretha was definitely a diva. Mm. Definitely a diva. <laughs> One of the OGs. One of the OGs. Um, I would say, though, I think she's probably a diva, like real deal diva, but she still just presents with such poison grace. Diana Ross, mm. like, you know, she's a diva, but she's just so beautiful. And Tracy Ellis Ross, oh my God, she's like my spirit <laughs> animal. Love her. Love um, and then this woman. I've had the pleasure of sharing a stage with her. Uh-oh. Gladys Knight. She's a diva, but she's not like the reason she's a diva is because her voice still sounds like impeccable. Um caramel, you know, coming out of, you know, chocolate or something. Like she's amazing. <laughs> she doesn't smoke, she doesn't drink, she doesn't stay up late like she has preserved her instrument, right? And I think that is the most diva stuff you can ever do. So um, I would I would say those five. <laughs> okay, perfect, perfect. Okay, um, what are three things you're listening to on your streaming service most likely uh, right now that we have to listen to? Ooh, that is a good question. Well, I'll plug this and I'm, I'm not sure timing wise, it may not work out, but a playlist that I'm listening to is for uh, Bill Street Cigar Festival coming up. I'm actually performing at it. Um, super fun. Super soon. fun. Yeah. Yes. So my friend, um, you know, has put some tunes together for that. I would say most recently, her, you know, there's an artist. Her name oh. is Her. Yep. Yep. She and... <laughs> Jasmine Sullivan have this song out now Jasmine Sullivan she's kind of been underground for a couple of years she's out of Philly honey okay let me this you Benji Jasmine Sullivan is the truth she has a new album out called Ho Tales but it's like (laughs) H-E-A-U-X Ho Tales and and she has very creatively woven these stories together where she's sitting around with her girls and they're talking about this and they're talking about that. And then she has crafted songs based on the tales of the girls, AKA H E A U X's. Right. I, um, I ain't saying yeah. it, but I totally get it. Yes. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I know what I'm listening to tomorrow. Yes. Jasmine Sullen. And then an oldie, but goodie. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard of this guy, but his name is PJ Morton. He's out of New Orleans. His dad is um, a pastor, a preacher, a bishop. And he actually is the keyboard player for Maroon 5. But he is a solo artist in his own right. Very amazing. He just won some Grammys this year, but he is awesome. He makes his way through Memphis every year. Um, He actually played as part of the downtown Memphis Commission's Get Loud series 
out at WC Handy Park, which is awesome, by the way. Shout Amazing. out to that. Like, shout out to that shout, whole group. Yes, who, who put all that together. Group. Yeah. I, like, oh my so gosh, great. I have so much fun out there. And yeah. that uh, WC Handy Park looks amazing. Oh, it's beautiful now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. They've done a really good job. Oh, geeking out. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Yes. For sure. So PJ's always, always around. And then I'm trying, if, if Aiden didn't have my phone, I could actually look and tell you, but you know, no, no worries. You, I, I already have my next week of listening. And so, okay. <laughs> okay. Good. So the, the last thing, um, and then I'll let you go and hang out okay. with your son because he, you know, he's crying for you and calling You're right. everything is, um, what is the one thing that you love about, um, AAF Memphis the most? No one. Don't give me caveats. One. Don't give me yes. Any things. Just, just one, one thing. Just one. I'm firm on this. Okay. Firm. I got you. I'm with you. The one thing that I love about AAF is coming together with people who take their jobs seriously and who really care about the industry and wanting to make it better. I think that is very powerful. I think under Karen's leadership, we're going to do a lot of great work this year. Um, having adopted the new pillars this year, we're going to be doing things that make sure that we keep the industry front and center, make sure that we keep um, diversity, equity, and inclusion front and center, and that we're helping people develop you know, in their career path. Um, with workshops and, and things of that nature. So I'm, I'm just excited to be, to be in that number, to be in the company yeah. of, of smart, you know, excited um, people who are to wanting say, to make a change. Yeah. I, I'm just glad I'm in the room. I'm just well, glad. I'm just, I'm just happy to be here. You just know? happy to be here. Yeah. Right after the year we've had, I'm just happy to be here. Just no. happy to be here. Candace, like I said before, you light up every room you walk in. You light up every you, Zoom brother. that you have come into. Bless you, brother. Um, I knew that we we're going to be friends as soon as we met. But um, for sure, I hope everyone else gets to know you through this podcast. Thank you for doing this. Thank you this. so much. Um, Thank you for the opportunity. Yes, and um, <laughs> we'll see each other very soon. I'm sure. Okay. Thank you, Benji.